Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Promised Land podcast where we seek communion with God by escaping from the things that hold us back and wrestle with God and our iniquities to eventually reach the Promised Land. Thanks to our appointed guide and Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ Yeshua. Today we start a brand new series on the podcast that I've titled The Love Is Series, where we walk through the word described as agape in Greek, or love or charity as we know it, and its characteristics according to what Paul says in the word in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4. So open up 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4. That's where we're going. A passage that is normally read to us before we want to get married and is usually skimmed over by pastors during the ceremony or um, whatever. But today we are actually going to look to put some meat on the bones of what we know about this passage. And today we're starting off with the first episode, which is Love is Patient ladies and gentlemen so what is patience now patience is the first word described for love and it is there's there's actually a very very good reason for it because it is so integral to what love is so patience itself is an extraordinary concept to me because there's a lot so much actually that goes into being patient itself to me it seems pretty clear that being patient like most other things, is a choice. But because you you choose to be patient, but patience is also a skill. It's something you learn to do because it isn't constant. You don't just have patience and then you have it for the rest of your life. It's situational. So sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't, depending on so many factors but if i look at humans to me sometimes it feels like we are born inherently impatient from the moment we are conceived and it's weird to me because as an infant we want we want something we need to have it right away and if we don't get it we throw the biggest temper tantrums imaginable until someone either beats that desire out of us or, or just gives it to us, you know, or we just stop crying because we forget about it. And society doesn't help much with, especially today's society, doesn't help much with this thing of humans being impatient. I mean, everything in today's time, it's quick, it goes, it happens, you know. We've got, we don't need to go drive to blockbuster videos anymore we switch on netflix or disney plus or whatever and bang we watch tv we watch shows you don't have to go to the movies anymore like our mom and dads used to do when they were younger we don't have to drive to the movie to watch something you know it's a it's a quick thing fast food you drive in by through a drive through and you get you don't even have to leave your car anymore 
And we, we as humans, we get impatient sitting in the drive-thru because the queues are so long for the drive-thru, which baffles my mind. In relationships today, we, and marriages, we, we're so impatient in the, in the sense that, I'm not saying this is the case for everyone, but it's, it's sort of a culture that's breeding, especially under my generation, in the fact that if this person isn't acting how he's supposed to act or is annoying me or anything like that, you know, it's just like I'll, I'll break up with him, there's a new one in the line tomorrow, you know, I can just leave this person, you know. In, in marriages, it's this thing of like we, we've, we're cultivating divorces, we're making divorce like a not a last resort, but, a, but it's like, oh no, if it doesn't work out, you can always just divorce. And this is impatience rearing its ugly little head. And it's, I believe, one of the ways that the devil or the adversary, any enemy to God is this, is cultivating this thing because it knows the value of patience. Because this theme of patience and its importance not only to love but life has baffled me for quite some time. Because I find myself struggling with a daily across a wide variety of situations. But I also see other people struggling with patience. And we all call each other to be patient. But it's in like, oh, you just need to be more patient. But it's, it's so much more than that. The dictionary, this is dictionary.com by the way, describes being patient as bearing pains or trials calmly without complaint. And I quite like this definition. And I want you to keep this definition in mind in the following, when especially when it comes to any relationship you have, even if we are looking at it in regards to marriage and a partner, etc. But by definition, we can see that being patient is to bear pains or trials, but doing so calmly without complaint. If we take each of these words in the sentence, by its definition, it would sound something like this. To accept or to allow yourself to experience any form of discomfort and or trouble but be set free from it or without expressing your discomfort and without giving way as you can see being patient is not just waiting for something because this is also a misconception waiting for something and being patient totally two different you are patient while you are waiting for something but just waiting for something isn't patience it's not the case In allowing yourself to experience all the bad parts, but being set apart from them to such an extent that you are, do not give up or complain or throw a tantrum. This is patience. Now, this is the, that was the English um, word for patience. Now, the Greek word used in this passage, Kaya in Greek, is makruthumeu. Makruthumeu. Makro meaning long. Um, th th thumeu 
comes from thamia or thumos, meaning passion, anger or heat. So literally it would mean, makru thumeu would mean long heat. Or it was used in that time to describe someone who takes long to get heated. But more modernized version of the definition would be of makruthumeu would be to be of long spirit, to not lose heart, to persevere patiently and bravely in enduring misfortunes and troubles, and to be patient in bearing the offenses and injuries of others, to be mild and slow in avenging, to be long suffering, to be slow to anger and slow to punish. I want to stop there for a moment because I don't know if you guys picked it up, but to me, that definition of Makruth Meu sounds extremely, extremely familiar. It sounds like someone I know. If you can't guess it, this, this definition is, the, is one of the very definitions of the God you serve. Because we know in the Bible it says God is patient. But if you read this again, you can read the characteristics of the person of Jesus and God. You can read it. Let me read it again and see if you catch it. To be patient in bearing the offenses and injuries of others. What did Jesus do for us? He bore our offenses and our injuries, the ones we were supposed to have, he bore it for us. And he was patient while doing so. He didn't smite the people from the cross. He was patient because he knew what he was doing. To be mild and slow in avenging. To be long-suffering and slow to anger. Slow to punish. Is this not the God we serve? This is once again why we are called to be like God. What God is calling us to. This is why you can say, ladies and gentlemen, in fact, this is why you can say God is love. Because love is patient, God is love. And we're going we're gonna to go through a lot more than that. So, by going through the series, you're not only going to get to know love more, but you're going to get to know God more. That's the ultimate goal, ladies and gentlemen. But this is awesome. Makruthumeu. Well, what, what I find interesting is this suggests, and this wasn't in the script, but this suggests that God suffers. And thinking about it, it's understandable why God suffers, because God's ultimate goal is communion with us, his creations, and impatience as all other sin, impatience as all other iniquities, removes us, divides us from God. Now I want to get into um, why is patience so important to God and why is it so important for us to, to be patient? 
My simple answer would be, why not? <laughs> why not patience, you know? Or because God said so. But the more in-depth answer would be because the alternative does not serve you or God. I'll say it again. The alternative to patience does not serve you or God. And it's as simple as that. Patience is one of the, if not the most important, one of, if not the most important part of faith. Because patience itself shows a degree of trust, shows a degree of self-control, and shows a degree of understanding. All things that Jesus himself portrayed, and things he calls us to in faith, Patience, in fact, even if you don't understand something, you can be patient. But what you do understand, you might not understand the situation, but what you do understand is being impatient won't serve you. Being angry won't serve you. Saying stupid things because you're impatient won't serve you. And it won't serve anybody else either. In the sense of a romantic relationship, patience is an integral piece of the puzzle because it is an attribute itself of grace it brings me to the story of joshua yeshua in fact if you look at the the old hebrew names where obviously joshua took over from moses and the Lord was leading Joshua and, and the Israelites into battles. And one of them was Jericho. And the Lord told them, walk around the walls of Jericho for seven days. But you are not allowed to make a sound, not a peep, not a word. You are not allowed to make a sound until I give the order. And when I give the order, you will shout so loud that the heavens and the earth will hear you. If I was Joshua, I would have been like, damn, <laughs> this is asking a lot. And I wouldn't understand it, but... I trust. And the thing that gets me is, you know how patient they had to be in that situation, walking around an entire city with high walls, seeing your opposition staring down at you. You're walking around this. You know the patience it takes to be quiet, to not lose your mind. But they were patient enough in their understanding that God will deliver us from this battle. I am patient. I know I'm not supposed to do what, even though I'm super frustrated walking around this wall. I'm super tired, but I'm patient. God will give me the signal. And when he does, and when he did, 
the walls of Jericho came crumbling down. Now I want to use this as a, I want to say, a sort of metaphor for us in our relationships and in our endeavors of being patient. There are things in your life, in your relationships, in your marriage, things that are blocking you from loving people, loving yourself, loving your partner properly, these walls. You're staring at these Jerichos, these high walls, and you're like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Sorry, I'm going to give up. Whether it be a mental thing, whether it be a whatever, there are walls. There are going to be walls. But God is asking you to be patient. He's telling you, be patient. In Exodus 14, verse 14, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, it says, be still and know that I am God. Be still, be patient, know that I will deliver. And I want to say this in the sense of, even with when it comes to people who need to change things or whatever, be patient, know that God is going to work in them. Be patient, as the Israelites were, wandering through the desert. I promise you they were impatient. They had no choice at that point, but... Walking through the desert and being patient is a lot better than walking through the desert, being unpatient, complaining all the time, which the Israelites actually did, which is a sin. Murmuring and complaining is a sin, by the way, but we're getting there. Um, so be patient in your endeavors because God will let the walls in your relationship, in your life, if you are patient enough, the walls will fall on God's command. Now I want to clarify something. And this sort of touches on a topic that's going to be mentioned a couple of times probably throughout the series and it's tolerance. There is a difference between patience and tolerance. There's also a difference between love and tolerance. But because love is patient, we know patience and love, same thing. There's a difference between patience and tolerance. Now, tolerance, the dictionary describes tolerance as a sympathy for beliefs or practices differing from or conflicting with one's own. Now, don't mind this definition. This is Merriam-Webster. I don't like the dictionary, um, the dictionary.com one. You can go check that out, but oh, it's not my favorite. Now, I want you to notice, though, the difference between definitions of patience and tolerance. Okay, so tolerance, sympathy for beliefs or practices differing from or conflicting with one's own. Okay, patience, to be long-spirited, not to lose heart, to persevere patiently, bravely, enduring misfortunes and troubles, patient in bearing the offenses and injuries of others. Okay. Now, I want you to see the differences between these definitions. I want you to acknowledge that they are in fact different because sometimes we get these two mixed up. Acknowledge that they are different and then I want you to read the entire 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4 to 8. Not much, four verses. Read those and then I want you to see that nowhere in this passage does it say love is tolerant. 
In fact, the word used for tolerance in the Bible, in Greek, is anecho. And, and that is nowhere to be found in that passage. Now, let me clear, make myself clear. I'm not saying this to cause a stir, because I can already see what people are thinking, especially the more free-thinking people today. I'm not saying this for any particular reason except because even me I believe in tolerance up to a certain point and I believe tolerance is needed in fact the Bible preaches about tolerance in certain spaces and under certain contexts but the reason I say this and we'll touch on this more in the love does not delight in evil episode but I have to be patient and respectful towards my partner or towards the person I'm looking to love but I must love them enough not to avoid the uncon uncomfortable confrontation of pointing out or calling out the error in their ways. For example, if I see a person struggling with a drug addiction or any addiction, as a matter of fact, I do not tolerate the behavior. I do not sit there and say, oh no, but, you know, he just believes it's okay and it's a differing of opinion and it's whatever. Something like a drug addiction is hurting this person. Drugs hurt people. And, you know, because you're hurting, I'm hurting and I'm hurting and God's hurting because you're ruining yourself. So it is my obligation because I love you, I have to make your way. I have to show you where you are doing wrong. Now patience comes in and then patience comes in. So after I've told this person what, this is going wrong, this is not good for you, this is not good for anyone around you, then I help that person with their endeavor to change. I offer my help. I say, listen, this isn't good for you. We need to change this, otherwise it's not going to end good. And obviously it's that person's choice, but now I offer my services, hoping that they'll change. And in that endeavor, I am patient through the process which they are going through, through the process of curing an addiction, through the process of being a sinner, okay, through the process of change, because... It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. This person is going to suffer. I'm going to suffer. But I need to be patient in that I know God is working within this person and through me. Okay. Another stupid example is you're standing in a long line or a queue. Let's say Starbucks, for instance, because there's always a long queue there for some reason. Don't know why, but you're standing in a long queue. There are people in front of me. There are people who got there before me. I have to be patient and patient and wait my turn because that's the right thing to do. I can't just start screaming at everyone or cut in. I have to be patient and wait patient and wait my turn. But I do not tolerate people cutting in in front of me because they don't believe in patience or because they just feel like cutting in. You know, if it's a good reason, maybe I'll let them cut in front. But no, because now I'm dishonoring the people who are behind me. You understand? 
So patience and tolerance is different. Tolerance, I'd say, if this situation happened, where I say, call out my friend for his drug abuse or whatever, and then he chooses to continue with it. He says, no, I'm not, I can't force him to do anything. So now I'm being tolerant. Now it's like, okay, I, I hate what you're doing. I've offered my help of, you know what, I'll be patient in your endeavors, but I won't always be tolerant. Yeah. So the question is then, with all of this being said though, because I just needed to make this, but when it, to bring it back to patience and take it away from tolerance. How do we gain more patience? How do we do this thing? Because it's a question I ask myself frequently. How practice makes perfect. And that practice starts with God. God says, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find. Ask God for patience. And ask God for the provisions and the mindset and the protection of your mind and your heart. And ask him to cultivate patience through tr trial. And make you aware of the situations where you need to be patient and where you are impatient. You give thanks to the trials you are facing. You give thanks for the things that are making you impatient and you say thank you lord for teaching me patience and you focus on that which you have and not that which you are facing the israelites had to focus on being quiet not focusing on the wall the giant wall filled with an army next to them focus on what you need to do and do not focus on the obstacle nurture self-control within yourself from doing anything rash or sinful when you are under pressure or being provoked. Purposefully make a habit of making yourself aware of why you are impatient or losing your temper. And this will help you identify the things you need to work with. Impatience can be a result of many things. So it's your job to identify what is making you impatient. Is it stress? Anger, bad time management, is it fear? Figure out what it is and go to God for counseling on it. And even go to others, ask them how you do this right. How do you get past it? And do not be hasty or impetuous. Do not make decisions or claims, etc. when you're angry. There's a quote that says, you get a chicken from hatching the egg, not by smashing it. And I want you to remember this quote and remember everything I've said when it comes to relationships and marriage. Because nurturing the egg, the problem, in this case, by nurturing this thing, looking after it, you know, sorting it out step by step, giving it the proper attention through communication and patience will bring a solution and help you and your partner grow every single time. If you nurture this thing, 
And if you do it the right way, the loving way, it'll help your relationship grow. And it'll grow, this egg, this problem will grow into a chicken, which is good. But being ill-tempered and impatient and shouting and yelling every time something is or isn't done, smashing the egg cultivates discontent and resentment and is not loving it is not loving and is not how love should be as difficult as practicing patience is i hope that we can all reach the level of patience that students of stellenbosch university have when they're standing in the queue in the I'm not saying this to be funny, but it baffles me, I'm honest. I hope we can reach a point where patience is a daily active endeavor within ourselves. Because one moment of impatience can ruin a relationship. One moment of impatience can ruin a life. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Go forth and be patient. I love you all. Peace, love and happiness. And let patience and perseverance finish at work so that you may be mature and complete. Amen. Hallelujah. I'll see you in the next episode.